Well, today on uh, Storytellers and Storytelling, we have uh, my friend David Rosiak, and uh, he's been out there in Hollywood uh, slugging away for quite a while now, and he's had some success, and I trust him to uh, be able to tell a story. And um, so it's an honor to have you as, as the first guest on the, new, on the new podcast, David. Yay, thanks. It's, it's an honor to be here, Sean. Um, happy to, uh, to inaugurate your podcast with you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, so as we, as we discussed before, um, it's kind of two, two things, you know, a, a storyteller's process and then, uh, you know, secondarily, any advice that they have for uh, people coming up wanting to be storytellers. And then just, uh, you know, some related story, even if it's just tangentially related. Um, and, you know, just kind of like if we were sitting at a bar and be like, hey, I got a good one for you. <laughs> of course, absolutely. No, I, got, I, I am a storyteller at heart, so I've got plenty of those. Right on. So, um, when you're sitting down at the at the computer, or actually, not, not let me not not even say say that. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to, you know, write a story, whether it be a screenplay or whatever, um, what is the, what is your process? Well, uh, first off, let's clarify. I'm a screenwriter. I'm specifically that. Um, right on. So my storytelling is, uh, is is written for film, but uh, uh, and my process is probably different than some folks because I do work with a writing partner. Right. Um, and she and I are, you know, um, we've worked together long enough that we are kind of, uh, you know, one mind melded. So I guess my process um, is either she or I essentially coming to the other one and saying, hey, I've got this idea. Let's talk it out. And, uh, and I feel that's one of the great things about having a partner is that you can actually voice an idea. Um, and, uh, and you have like a vetting process of somebody there to basically tell you like, Hey, that's interesting. Um, and then, you know, put forth their own thoughts on it or to tell you like, Hey, I don't know about that. Um, you know, and, uh, and let you know when you're kind of off on the wrong track. Yeah. 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 Uh, basically let you know like, Hey, that idea is shit. Well, maybe come up with another one. Although, you know, luckily again, like uh, you know, I, I know her. She and I've been working together for a couple of years now, and so we know each other well enough to uh, to know when our ideas are something special. So when an idea is working, um, and again, this is our screenplay process. And, you know, as somebody who's had a number of films made, um, what we tend to do, we have a very kind of strict process for this, where we'll talk it all out first, you know, um, back and forth, and you know, usually, I mean, you know, that you know. One person has an idea that spurs off more and more and more, you know, and we expand upon that that basic idea until we think we have something worth telling. And then uh, at that point, uh, we sit down and, uh, you know, essentially record all those ideas. I just open up like a document, like a Word document, um, and, or she does, and uh, we just write down everything we're talking about, kind of in... You know, in no specific order, just kind of a jumbled big document, uh, like a, a you know idea vomit, <laughs> right? Um, yep. That way, it's all there, you know. Um, and then, you know, uh, usually those are kind of like marathon sessions where we're like walking around, talking to each other, and the when an idea comes, one of us will jump on the computer and jot that down just so we have it, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, um very very helpful then what we do is we tend to kind of go away from that for a day or so and let it percolate 
And, uh, you know, if, if, if it's worth it, we get back together. You know, if we feel like the idea is worth it, we get back together. And it has been every time. So it gets a little more serious the next time where we start turning that into a basic, uh, you know, character breakdown and outline of the, uh, the structure. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 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 Um, you know, we, we definitely do character breakdowns, uh, for screenplays, I like to come into a movie or a script feeling that the character has already lived a life before we catch up with them. Yeah. You know, so so that's, you know, a basic character biography. Like, where they've been, where they've come from, even if it's a, a little bit amorphous, having an idea of who they are, because that, of course, informs the decisions they're going to make in the story. Um, then post that, we really look at structure and the way... You know, I learned in film school at NYU, you know, it's pretty classical, but the way we structure things out is we get a stack of index cards, right? And yeah. uh, yep. and we do scene by scene, you know, um, on those index cards and pin them up to a whiteboard, you know, uh, once you have like 50 or 60 or so, you've essentially got kind of a movie there. Um, and the nice thing about the cards is you can rearrange scenes or you know actually like see your story visually laid out in front of you yeah you know um which i think is extremely helpful you know uh again it's not saying things won't change but if you get a basic idea you have you have some dots that are, or, or probably you have some lines of color inside now uh, um, mm-hmm. i was gonna say uh what goes on those? Uh, forgive me if I didn't quite hear. It. Uh, yeah, is it, is it just like you know, Sean calls David and they and they do a podcast together? Yeah. That's one scene. Yeah, sort of. What, what what I will do at the top of the card, I'll do like interior exterior, like right, um, then where right. it's taking place and what time of day. But then it's just kind of like you know, this happens. The character does this. Okay, and, um, right on. Or and then, or character does this. Character goes here, and this happens. It's real basic stuff, okay. right? Um, yeah. Of course, when when you know working with my partner, we tend to you know when we're talking about scenes, we get pretty excited by these scenes. So all of a sudden, <laughs> like we'll fill up a car with like, oh yeah, make this happen here too, you know. Um, again, again, it's motivational with a partner because suddenly these scenes really come to life, you know. And uh, again, it gives us uh, uh, you know a, a, essentially a beat outline. You know, and then I will take those cards kind of once we're happy with them, you know, um, and I will turn those, actually speaking of beat outlines, into a written beat outline. I'll, I'll jot the cards down, like, you know, just on our document as well, too. That way we have it. You know, you're telling your story again, too, that way, and you're catching anything that might not work. You know, um, when it's just me and her working on spec, after that, we'll go to script. Okay. Right? Um, when it's doing stuff for a studio, after that we tend to go to a treatment because the you know, studios want treatments. Very simply, yeah. they want they want to know the basic story you're telling before you're telling it. Um, it's real simple, and that's a part of an advice thing, I guess, that we'll get into later on too. Um, learn how to write a treatment. Um, if you don't have to, you're going to have to because every studio wants one. The reason being is that way they can give you notes before you move to script. Right on. You know. Um, you can address everything that way, um, as opposed to just going to the script and suddenly having them go like, "How about you change this?" And you see this domino effect of like the entire script changing. So anyhow, um, so it's either you know finish that beat outline and go to treatment, or finish that beat outline um, when we're just working solo and go to script. But regardless, we have our story down at that point. Yeah. You know, while things may change, you've got a really good outline, and that 
And uh, I mean, the nice thing, the cool thing about it too, is uh, this allows it allows you to essentially um, make your script, you know, uh, move along like clockwork. I mean, we, we've all seen films where something happens at the end that was that was uh, foreshadowed at the beginning, and you're like, "Wow, how did I, how did I not see that?" Um, the way you come up with this shit is, uh, is by doing an outline, right? Yeah. <laughs> and going like, okay, so this is going to happen, so i got to go back to the first part and make this happen, yeah. right? Um, and then, you know, if you handle that right, you'll think, wow, that was genius. And really what it was was you just figuring out your story in those early, early filming stages. Yeah, yeah it, it, it seems like, uh, you know, if you want to go from A to B, Mm-hmm. Um, get a map rather than just kind of light it out and be like, well, I think I feel the wind going this way. Yeah. Uh, it seems like, you know, ha- not having an outline is a good way to write the same story over and over and over and over again. Well, that's, and what, yeah, it's also a good way to never finish, Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be, yeah. be really, really, really fair. I mean, you're a writer, too. You get this. We all have stuff we haven't finished. Um, but yeah. if you just go, hey, I'm going to write a script and you start writing you've got a 95% failure rate of not getting it done because you don't know where the hell you're going. Like you said, you're groping in the dark, you know, they, uh, and there is no map. If you figure out your story, you know, you know where you're going. Um, a, it's going to help. It's going to help you, uh, be a better storyteller. Uh, and B, if you're a screenwriter, it's going to help you in a pitch because the main thing uh, that anybody in a pitch wants to know is where does your story end up? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And by outlining you, it, really sets that down in your mind you know of uh you, you learn your story backwards and forwards you learn any issues that might that, that might happen you know um this makes pitching a lot easier because uh, you know you, you again you you know the goalposts that you're heading for yeah so what, what do you think of the idea of uh maybe you get an idea um but the idea of having the ending in mind and sort of working back to the beginning uh, I think it's a great idea. I do, I do it all the time. Um, honestly, really, any script that uh, that I've worked on, um, you know, the ones that have been made and the ones that haven't been made, um, I always know essentially where it's going to end. I always have a basic idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and you know as well as I do, the, the stuff that sticks with us is the stuff that has uh, uh, endings that matter, endings that actually really register a point. Oh, um, yeah. Or, or you know... Um, you know, you're only as good as your ending because because people walk out of a movie remembering that part. You know, look at the end of Seven, for example. Oh, oh man, right. I do I remember that. Right, uh, which is such an emotional gut punch, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and they land it, and you walk out talking about that ending. Look at the end of virtually any John Carpenter film from the 80s. Yeah, you know, he was mm-hmm. a master of uh, of uh, giving you a holy shit ending. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, remember, I mean, like, remember, yeah, Halloween ends up with Michael Myers gone. That was not a sequel setup uh, initially uh, when they shot that film. That was uh, a pull the rug out from under you uh, yeah. moment. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff I think about. I'm working on a project right now where, you know, we've, we've Lauren, my writing partner, and I have had the ending in mind um, since the day we began. Yeah. And uh, we're almost there. I can't wait to get there. You know, we've uh, we've we've had to backtrack a few times to make sure that everything sensibly leads us to that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's the key. You know, obviously writing is rewriting and, and and tying all those threads together, and making it seem seamless. Nothing is seamless when you're actually writing it. It's it, it's uh, it's only like the fourth or fifth pass that really 
Eagles down. That's, yep. that's, that's another thing, too. Understand that, like, <laughs> your first draft is not ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm so glad with uh, my writing partner, Kathy, um, that, you know, I get to write the... I usually get to write the first draft, and I feel very creative that way, and then we bat it back and forth until we get something yeah. that that looks halfway good and yeah. that we're satisfied with and um, you know, especially if we both agree on the on the ending and I, I remember writing a writing a book and I it was partially to, so, I, so I could get to that ending uh, where I have my um, heroine uh, having gone through basically hell and somebody asks you know are you okay and she says no but I will be uh, I, oh, it, it just it, you know, it just gives me chills. I'm I'm envisioning it yeah. right now, and it's just you know all this work to get to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it makes sure that that lands. You know? Yeah, and that's and like oh, <laughs> again, you work with a partner as well. You understand the benefits of it. Oh you yeah, can, you have somebody to to a either well, there's a number of things with a partner. A, you can have a cheerleader. B, yep. you can have somebody tell you when something sucks, and C, you also have friendly competition. Yeah. Uh, and that's the cool thing. It's kind of like, oh, wait, well, my partner did nine pages today. I got to keep up with that. Yeah. And, uh, and that actually, that, that's highly motivational. You know, especially when you get really good pages from that person, it it makes you want to, you know, to match them. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you're, it's like you're playing on the same ball team. Yeah. And with uh, with with Kathy and I, it's like uh, I think kind of what I bring is I write fairly fast and turn in a pretty yeah. good first draft and have ideas and all that. And yeah. she's so good at polishing stuff, and she'll bring her ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the way a couple of stuff, a couple of things that we've written have have gone through. You know, she has an idea, and then she's like, "Hey, what about this?" So I write something on that, yeah. and. And she has industry knowledge that I don't have yet, yeah. and that is invaluable uh, if you if you want to write and actually sell something to somebody. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, one of the things you you back to endings real quick too. This thing that Lauren and I are working on, which I cannot talk about right now. Right on. Uh, other than to say, it's kind of a horror adjacent thriller. Okay. Um, one of the interesting things, uh, I it was an idea that I brought to her. Right, um, and one of the interesting things was I had always had a, a an ending in mind, and uh, as we began to discuss it, and this is sort of the, the cool give or take of partners, um, you know, as I, as as we began to discuss the you know the events of the script, and then the ending specifically, you know, it, we had this random moment where Lauren said to me, "Hey, what about this?" And all of a sudden, the ending changed because she put forth an idea. That uh, that made that, that that actually uh, really put this cherry on top that mine hadn't done, and that's another thing too is you, you know about working with a partner. You have to be open to their ideas and you have to trust them uh, because because so often they will come to you with ideas that are better than the one yep. you had, you know, um, yep. and you can't be precious about that. I was just going to mention that the mm-hmm. precious. I think. Tell me if this is right or wrong, but I think preciousness for like a writer with a partner 
Uh, yeah. Actually, for a lot of cases, it's kind of like having too much of an ego as an actor when you're coming in and he's like, well, I have to do it my way. I have to do it my process, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, well, remember, film's the director's medium. You yeah. take directions. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it, there's a lot of fingers in that pie. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And, and ultimately, like working working with a partner and, and being humble and not being married to anything can only work to your benefit, especially if something turns out good, right? Um, Especially if something, you know, works quickly (laughs) and uh, commercially, because then, you know, uh, regardless, you're going to get some credit for that. Yeah. And that's a a good thing. So, yeah, no, yeah, working with a partner, I, I, you know, um, I swear by it. I've worked with two. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked with one during the early half of my career and my current one. Um, I've worked with the past several years, uh, you know, uh, and I feel that it really engenders the best work possible from both of us. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually starting to prefer it. I mean, <laughs> I, I like writing by myself, but I've done so much collaboration now that yeah. I'm just like, well, why, why, unless there's something that, like, Kathy doesn't want to do, that <laughs> I really want to do. Well, yeah. then I'll do it by myself, but otherwise it's just yeah. easier. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's I mean, such a good partner. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I, I've written solo as well, too, and I've, had, I've sold solo stuff also, but uh, but I just prefer the headspace I'm in when working with a, with, uh, with a partner that I trust. Cool, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially a long version of my process. <laughs> so, um, any, if you're... If you were like giving sort of a you know very brief seminar or, or or just meeting somebody over coffee and they were a new potentially good writer but you wanted to kind of warn them of okay these these things will will get you I've seen it happen um, <laughs> any idea what what sure. the top couple of things you would say okay warn? and this is coming from a screenwriter's point of view not not like, like prose you know uh, right again, on like, right on I yeah you know, I'm not a prose writer I've done, I've done it but uh, a screenwriter's point of view, a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> okay, script consultants. Fuck them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's, uh, ultimately, there are, a, there are a number of folks out there that, uh, that run script consultant services, and basically what they do is they charge you to read your script and give you notes. Right? Um these are people that clearly aren't working in the field currently or else they wouldn't be charging money to read other folks scripts and get scripts and give them notes yeah right um there are there are a million of them out there it's a waste of money especially if you have friends that you trust because very simply um when you even if you're not working with a partner even when when you finish a script if you have several friends three or four that will read your stuff and not bullshit you, that's better than any script consultant services that you can possibly deal with. Um, I have, uh, Warren and I both, we have, uh, we have about five friends that essentially act as our betting process. Once we finish something, right? Um, you're one of them, Sean, so because you've read some of our stuff. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. But, uh, basically we send, we send these scripts out to friends. Um, get feedback from those friends and if two or more people mention the same issue then we realize hey that's an issue yep um and that 
that's a lot better than paying hundreds of dollars to some nobody who's going to give you notes, quote unquote. But what they're really going to do is pat you on the back and give you like two hard notes. It's 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 all nonsense. You don't need script consultant services at all. Um, the other thing I want to discuss are contests. Hmm. Almost ninety nine percent of them are bullshit too. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're entering um, like Austin or the Nickel, nothing matters. Cool. Right. These contests charge you to enter. Yep. Right. And they might give you a quarter finalist or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, like I said, unless, unless it's Nickel or Austin. Nickel, Nickel and Austin are the only ones that are, that are occasionally looked at by representation. Your best bet, and again, if you're going to be a screenwriter, and you and I have talked about this a lot, is move your ass to LA. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, again, yeah, there are people out there that may hear this that will say, like, no, I can uh, I can succeed from Hoboken, New Jersey. No, you really can't. Yeah. Right? Um, ultimately, if you uh, the screenwriting business is centered in L.A. If you would like to work in Hollywood, you should live somewhere near Hollywood. Yep. There's a number of basic, obvious reasons for this, the, but the, the primary one is you may get a call saying, hey, can you be at a meeting in West Hollywood in an hour and a half? If you live out here, you can be. Yep. yep. If, you I, live I, in, mm-hmm. if you live in uh, in Timbuktu, no, you can't. So the guy who lives here who makes the meeting gets the job over you. Yep. And, and, and additionally, too, this is the town where you network. Uh, because ultimately, uh, talent is only half the battle in this, in this business. The other half is making connections who know and trust you and know they can work with you. Yeah. You know, and that and that takes a while. You know, I've been out here for 19 years. Um, I came out. I came out here and right, you well, know, you know, right at the the beginning of 2001. Yeah. So, um, and I've I've spent a long time making friends. And, and as as has been mentioned, you know, I've I've had seven made. I've I've sold 15. Every single one of these has been sold to somebody I knew, yeah. or had worked with, or had made contact with before. Because I understand the networking is key. Yeah, I was uh, I was yeah. talking with my sister about um, about be- this is a very practical one of the sisters, and she <clears throat> asked me how long are you going to give it? You know, once you get out there, how long are you going to give it? I was <clears throat> like, I was like, I have no end date. Because uh, yeah. I think, because I think, you know, as soon as you put on, okay, well, I'll give it two years. Yeah. No. No, you, because now you're going to just be working for the end of that two years. You're 100% right in that. Um, I came out, like I said, I came out here in 2001, early. Um, I optioned my first script at the end of 2006. So that was five years. right? And when that happened, I went, huh, well, that's about right on time. Yeah. It's, it's a, you're playing the long game. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, and ultimately, if you're a writer, if you're a creator, you're going to be a creator no matter what. You 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 continue. You don't you don't set an end date to it. You don't set guidelines for when when you will cease. You just keep going, right? Um, and also know this too that even when you sell something, when you have some success, it can be fleeting, and you still have to keep working. Yep. You know. Um, like I said, I've had a number of films made, but it's been 
it's a feast or famine job. Sometimes things are great, sometimes they aren't. I do, I have worked a number of day jobs, I'm working one right now while working on this script, just to keep ourselves afloat. You know, uh, it's, uh, uh, don't be, don't, don't, uh, you know, un- until, until somebody backs a truckload of money up to your door, you know, um, don't, uh, don't overestimate yourself and how your career is going. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, <laughs> I I try to think of uh, the about moving to LA, like a diet versus changing how you eat. Yeah, there usually is some sort of an end to the diet, and it's like, okay, I want to, I want in fifteen pounds lost, and then you go off the diet, and then you gain your fifteen pounds back. As opposed yeah. to changing your habits, and this is a permanent thing. Yeah. And That's this is just, it's, this is your life now. I've talked to a number of folks, um, <laughs> primarily via Twitter, you know, who would tell me like, oh, no, I don't need to move, need to move out here. You know, I'm doing just fine in Seattle or in, um, you know, New Mexico or wherever. And then I'll ask, well, have you sold the script or option one yet? And the answer is always no. Right? Because, again, they're not here. You know, um, they, they haven't established a presence, yep. right? Um, and the thing is, ultimately, if you don't live here, that's going to continue to happen. It, there there are the rare, rare exceptions. Um, but, you know, it's like point zero 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 one percent you know, um, of someone who might, uh, like, sell a single script from somewhere else. Yeah. Guess what happens, though, when they tend to do that? They move the fuck out here. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a major thing. So, yeah, move to L.A., don't use script consulting services, you know, um, uh, don't waste your money on contests. Yeah, uh, you probably, uh, for whoever listens to this, uh, hopefully you're saving them a lot of sort of consternation and money yeah. and... You know, people yeah. saying, "Hey, yeah. if you and the money thing is kind of relative because if you move to LA, it's expensive out here. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> save up, save up your ducats. Um, come out here and start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, yeah, okay. uh, and know that it ain't gonna happen overnight. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've been. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say, say right here on the, on the first podcast, I've been trying to get out there. But I think you know it's 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 really a matter of me and my desire, and uh, you know finding some way to afford the, you know, to get to get the ducats. Um, yeah. But I think a huge thing is if you really want to do this, mm-hmm. don't quit. Yeah, I um, mean, uh, my on a personal level, when I first came out here, I had a thousand dollars in in my bank account, and. Uh, I knew one guy out here, right? And I basically reached out and said, hey, can I crash on your couch for two months while I, while I find a job in a place? You know, and that's exactly, he agreed, that's what I did. You know, I came out here with a grant, you know, um, and I scraped by for a long time. I, you know, I got a job, I found a place of my own, um, and I made this place my home, you know, and I began to, to reach out to folks and to meet similar folks. Uh, it, and that's one of the weird things about being a writer is because obviously being a writer is a reclusive job. Yeah. Right? You're, you're um, you know, even when you're working on a party, you're still, at the end of the day, sitting down in a room by yourselves doing this, you know. Um, but being a screenwriter, you need to 
to be both. You need to be, uh, you need to have two faces where you can A, sit down and get the writing done, and B, you, <coughs> you can also get out and socialize somewhat because, again, you have to be able to get in a room and pitch and tell your story. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand on, uh, on my advice. Cool. So uh, the other the other part of the of the podcast is if you have any sort of barstool story. I might call this section of the of the, of the podcast barstool stories. Yeah. But uh, do you have like one or one or two that you'd like to share? I do have one. Um, cool. And it actually it actually ties back into what we discussed earlier about being precious about your work. Right on. Right. Um. And the fact that you shouldn't be because again you can. You never know where ideas can come from. Uh, so the first film I ever worked on, the first script I ever wrote uh, uh, on assignment, uh, as opposed to selling one. Like I, I, the way I, the way I got, I got started was I ended up selling a spec, right, to a company that was also developing other films. So they bought the spec and they said, "Hey, we've got this other thing we're working on. Um, we'd you know love to hear your take." So I came up with a take and they liked it. And then um, I came up with uh, a pretty, or probably my, my partner and I came up with a pretty extensive outline for it. And we sent it to them, and they liked it, but they had notes, right? They had a lot of notes. And uh, it was funny. Again, this is early going, so I was still a little precious, too. We all are, you know? We're writers. <laughs> we kind of want, we, we want people, we, we want um, validation. Yeah. Right? We want someone to go, like, this is great. This is perfect. Let's make it. Right, that's not always the case. That's almost never the case, right? Uh, so, uh, the the first thing that we had produced, uh, I've discussed this with you privately before, was a, a killer shark movie. Oh, right? yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's yep. Shark Swarm, uh, available on Amazon. If you'd like to buy it, um, made for NBC. It was a, it was actually, a, it was actually not just a movie. It was a four, it was a four hour miniseries with like John Schneider and Daryl Hannah. Um, and uh, initially, we wrote a very different outline and draft of the film and uh, the producer came back to us and said okay we have notes we have page specific notes and I vividly recall my partner and I went to the you know to, to go to this notes meeting and beforehand um, I used to smoke cigarettes so we were out front uh, smoking and I was kind of pacing back and forth nervously about the meeting and I had a list of things that I absolutely would not change Uh-oh. right that no matter what if they gave me notes on this fuck that I wasn't going to change these change this for anything Right, so I, I and I rattled them off to my partner. And there were like seven or eight things that uh, that I was just hard and fast on that uh, that had to stay in the scripts. And guess what? So we get into that notes meeting, and one of the first like seven or eight things they mentioned, the things that I said I wouldn't change. <laughs> and so I had this come to Jesus moment where I, you know, uh, it, it all played out in my head, and I realized um, a film is a collaborative medium right um it's not just you you know it's not just an entirely rely on you there are people that are putting money into this or people that have ideas uh many of which can be very good right um and as i as i listened to them and their reasons for changing certain things you know uh, essentially i had to do away with hubris and and understand that a, the reason I might have bristled at some of these changes was because they were correct. Hmm. Okay. Right? They, they, were, they were ideas that, uh, that uh, I, I 
hadn't considered because I was a little insecure of my own ideas, you know, and I had to be open to that, uh, you know, and, you know, be being super precious and saying, no, I won't change things is a sure way to get yourself fired from a job. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and I had that, I had a, the, the next moment I thought, well, you know, um, I do have bills to pay. I do have lights that I have to keep on. I do have to feed myself. So, you know, all this played out internally over like a matter of seconds in my mind as the stuff was mentioned in the meeting. And, and ultimately it led to me realizing you can't be precious about anything. You have to accept things, you know, um, and at least listen. Even if you disagree, listen to what somebody else has to say because, you know, good ideas can come from them. And at the end of the day, when you write the script, if you've changed things, you know, and uh, it's well accepted, you're still going to get the fucking credit for it. Yep. Right. You know. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and that that was that was uh, the, the, the a revelatory moment for me as a writer, and you know, to realize that not every single thing I came up with was perfect. Yeah. That other folks had ideas that were that that could be valuable. You know, and if there were things I disagreed with, we would talk it out. You know, it's, uh, and, you know, and not to close my mind. I mean, it's, it's the basic thing in life. You know, don't be closed-minded. Listen to folks. Yep. Um, and, and and you will be shocked at the good ideas that can come out of them, you know, that can be attributed to you at the end of the day. You know, and, uh, and yeah, so, yeah, don't be precious. Um, be open. Know that, like, know that, you're, that, that sometimes your story will change. Oftentimes it will be for the better. Yeah. I, the, the, the story sort of so relates I relate so well to it because you know uh, just for for transparency for the listener I did kind of the opposite I, I was uh, I finally got a got a meeting with a producer and you know it was kind of high stakes for me because I was about to be kicked out of where I was staying and I decided, you know, like there was a the producer said, uh, you know, this character's age needs to be in this area instead of this other one, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't move on it, and that, that was the end of that meeting. Exactly. And, and it's just like, okay, and, lesson learned. Ow. And something as far as age goes, that's that's nothing. That's yeah. A, that's a nothing change, right? You know. Um, it, 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 it may change the way the, the way the way the story goes at certain points, but it's not fundamental. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, granted, don't don't get me wrong. Like I've had producers come to me with some very dumb ideas for changes. <laughs> uh, but again, you need to learn how to respond. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, my my uh, you know, I, I guess my guideline for this has always been, you know, if there's a change I disagree with, I will. Simply put, uh, simply put forth my idea for why I may not agree with it, but I'll still be open to discussing it. Yeah, you know, and and half the time, if the idea isn't isn't sticking, there's a reason. It's a random idea somebody had, and once you make them think about it rationally, it may not work, and that's fine. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um, I, I was going to say, I, th- I think a lot of times, uh, people just want to be heard. They want to know that you know that you're. I, I, I don't know for sure if people would do this, but I could see somebody uh-huh. giving some notes that, you know, they're not married to, but they sure. present them sort of firmly just to see uh-huh. if they, if, if you'll work with them, if you, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, 
it's happened numerous times. You know, I, I've worked with a lot of, di- of different producers, and I've had folks that were clearly just kind of, you know, for lack of a better uh, analogy, testing me. Yep. And to see how I res- would respond to things, and then these changes that uh, they that they had uh, had brought up didn't get made, right? Um, but then other changes got made that were all for the better. Yeah. You know, um, and, and and the films ended up getting made. You know, I, I wrote another film, um, and this is again not going too much into detail, but I have a film that's going to be shooting in February mm-hmm. that uh, that I wrote earlier this year with a producer, <laughs> and uh, he's a guy I've worked with a number of times before. He's very much uh, a guy who will go to sleep one night and decide that we're going a totally different way, you know, the following day, right? And I've I've, I've learned to work with him, you know, and to, and to explore every possibility, and ultimately, you know, it's, I'll put I'll put forth certain ideas that he may poo poo at one point, and I'll be fine with that, and then all of a sudden those ideas will come back into play. Yeah, you know, um, and that's how the script kind of evolved. Uh, you know, he came to me with uh, with a basic outline for what he wanted to do. I, I took it and ran with it, wrote a script. Um, he came back wanting a number of changes, uh, so I was open, you know, to to, to, to doing these with him. Uh, we made those changes. Uh, some of them stuck, and some of them went back to the initial thing that I wrote. You know, uh, and ultimately, I'm I'm still very happy with it. And we're shooting it in February. Good, good. So well, yeah. Yeah, I uh, look look forward to hearing more about that yeah, whenever once, it starts starts in. Once I can talk about it, um, absolutely. Yep. But, right on. Uh, but it's a fun one, and I'm and I'm super happy about it. It's it's, it's a sort of a mid to low budget film uh, that uh, that is genre based and uh, should be pretty exciting once we get once we get it uh, up and running. Cool. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, that's. You know some some really valuable information that you that you've given, and I hope that you know whoever listens to this, um, you know, takes it takes the advice. Um, yeah, I hope it helps. Yeah, I do too. Thank you very much for for coming on, and uh, again for honoring me by being the first guest here. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the invite, Sean. Uh, I've known you for a long time, and we've we've done a, a, some different podcasts together as well, too. But this, this this feels like we're really drilling down into, into some valuable stuff here. Very good. 